good day and welcome to Holding Fast. It's a great day to be alive, one day closer to our Lord's return, and I hope that you're looking forward to that. Your eyes are on the eastern skies looking forward to our Savior. He's going to come back. There have been people down through the centuries that have scoffed and mocked. Where is the promise of His coming, they say. But I assure you that the Savior was not telling a lie that He's going to come back soon. We look around us today and we see that the circumstances are ripe for that to occur. And I hope that your heart is prepared and found ready today. He could come back tonight. Is there something that you would really like to do before the Lord returns so that you might have it done before He comes? Something that's on your heart, that's weighed on your mind of late. Uh, The Lord could return this evening or this afternoon, so I trust that you'll be prepared and be ready and uh, looking forward to meeting our Lord. We are listening to the teaching of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5. We're going to continue that today. We've been looking at the series of conditional promises entitled the Beatitudes, and we have been noting their Uh, the characteristics of someone who is a citizen of God's kingdom. If you want to be a part of God's kingdom, then these are things that, these are requirements uh, without which you cannot be a part of God's kingdom. And in Matthew chapter 5, verse 3 was the first one that was noted, and that is, blessed are the poor in spirit. Oh, oh, how very happy you could put that uh, for blessed. Oh, how very happy are the poor in spirit. It seems to be uh, disjointed there in the sense that how that's a that is a that is a uh, 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 kind of a paradox that being poor in spirit uh, how can that bring happiness? But the scripture is very clear on this that poor in spirit means spiritual beggars. You have to start your entry into the kingdom of God begins with with a uh, 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 a poverty of my own resources. Secondly, he said in verse four. How very happy are those that mourn as a result of their spiritual poverty. Those that are spiritually, excuse me, sorrowfully repentant, and they shall be comfort. Not just remorseful or sorry they got caught, but are genuinely broken at their poverty, at their spiritual brokenness. And then verse 5, which is the topic for today, uh, I want to meditate on, and that is this. It says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Oh, how very happy are the meek. So you go from broken humility to sorrowful repentance to meekness, as the King James puts it. Other translations will say gentleness. In the vocabulary of the ancient Greek language, it's important to understand that meekness did not mean weakness somebody that's passive or easily pushed around or uh, or or is just a, 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 a spiritual weakling. But rather, the main idea behind the word meek was controlled strength. That's exactly what it is. It's kind of like one of those racehorses that uh, are, are trained to do a job uh, and to run around the track and to be able to be very proficient at what it does. Uh, but in, instead of running wild, it's been trained to do what it needs to do. Um, so strength under control control is like that strong stallion. Uh, biblically speaking, to be meek uh, means to show willingness to submit and work under proper authority. And I suppose the greatest example we have is in the life of our Lord Jesus. 
uh, because the Bible tells us he was the meekest man that ever lived. Uh, we know Moses uh, approached that in that Moses was a very meek man. He was willing to submit to the authority of God just as Jesus was willing to submit to the authority of his father. Shows a willingness to disregard your own rights, uh, your own privileges, that those things don't matter. You know, it's one thing for me to admit my own spiritual bankruptcy, but what if someone else does it for me? Do I react meekly? Uh, do I respond in a way that is appropriate to my station and my condition in life? So meekness is not being easily pushed around, but it's controlled strength and a willingness to bring oneself under the authority of another person. That is an absolute essential requirement for somebody to be a Christian, because as it says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10, that if we are willing to confess Jesus as Lord, that's got to mean something. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean something to to everybody that comes at least hears the gospel story. The Scripture tells us that it is a, 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 an essential attribute, though, of somebody who is a citizen of God's kingdom, is a willingness to set aside one's own perceived rights for the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ in his life. To have that kind of meekness. Now that goes contrary to a lot of our our cultural uh, attitudes that are present, and at least in America today, that there is always an insistence that everybody else bow to my whims, uh, rather than to be able to understand the Christian viewpoint of being submissive to the authority of Christ. The promise is here that they shall inherit the earth. Those that have that controlled strength. Uh, and you can you can only be meek, willing to control your own desire for your own rights and privileges. You can only have that meekness and that gentleness because you're confident that God is watching out for you, that he's going to protect your cause, that he's going to take care of you. You don't have to fight and scream and assert your own will, but rather you will inherit the earth. And what that does is that proves that God is not going to allow his meek ones to end up on the short end of the deal, that God's going to see your case and he's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your needs and that he's going to do far better than anything you could do in the assertion of your own rights. Today, why don't you pray and say, Lord, I want to have that meekness, that sense of strength under control. And I want to be under your authority. And I know you're going to take care of me. And I know you're watching out for my best interest. And I'm going to give you that place and not try to take it into my own hands. I submit to you as Lord, as King, as sovereign over my life. Oh, folks, if we could all get that, if I could get that, if you could have that kind of spirit, my that's what brings genuine blessedness, happiness, contentment, and satisfaction. Uh, oh, we love the Lord. We thank God for His goodness. If you think about it very hard, you understand that in those first three Beatitudes, you noted that an unsaved man really finds no happiness or, or bless, blessedness in, in spiritual poverty, in mourning, or even especially in meekness. Those are blessings for somebody who's a citizen of God's kingdom, for a spiritual man, for a converted man, those who are new creatures in Jesus Christ. So today, meditate on these things and understand that those that are genuinely meek, those that are under the authority and controlled strength underneath the lordship of Jesus Christ, 
will find genuine happiness because he's going to take care of his own. God bless you. Put your faith in him today. Walk in obedience to his command. God bless.